For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast with WHIO meteorologist McCall Rydags and Kirsty Zontini. Remember, you can listen to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast anytime you want on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and WHIO.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. McCall is going to be joining us shortly, and we have another meteorologist on deck with us, J.P. Kalb. He is with us from the West Coast, actually. Uh, so thank you, JP, for waking up early <laughs> over on the West Coast to join us here for Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast. Uh, we wanted to talk to you a little bit more because you actually have started a really interesting vlog called Weathering the Autism Storm. So welcome, JP. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks for having me on here so I can talk about my new vlog Do where I help authors explore my life as an autistic meteorologist. I just think that is fascinating and I think a lot of people are, are going to start listening and watching your vlog for sure. Um, obviously, you know, becoming a meteorologist is not an easy feat. So <laughs> let's start off with the first question that I think most meteorologists get. What got you interested in weather and meteorology? Actually, the way I got into it was that I sneaked into my parent, grandparents' garage whenever I was visiting them and watching the weather channel on TV. Mm -hmm. But in addition, I was pretty fascinated and I still remain fascinated with maps, especially as a kid. Like, I would ask, my parents and grandparents and one so I used to draw made up forecast maps. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. I think that as kids, we all kind of, <clears throat> as meteorology lovers, we all got hooked at an early age. I would agree. McCall and I are pretty similar. I always I grew up in Cleveland, and she is from upstate New York. So we were uh, in a big areas that dealt with a lot of snow. We also had some severe weather. JP, where did you grow up? I actually grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, where I still am today. Beautiful area. I'm jealous. So what kind of weather... Um, does the San Francisco Bay Area get? We technically have two seasons. <laughs> a dry season and a rainy season. When you were picking up your- Oh, like three seasons. Stratus season. <laughs> For someone that might not know what stratus season is, explain that. Basically, it's during the summertime. During summertime, 
we would get Stratus coming in almost every morning or at least for a few weeks at a time. I actually did my senior thesis on it. Really? Like on how it affected the airport delays at San Francisco. So and what did you find out? Yeah. I actually found a correlation between the burn-off time and the amount of delays, as well as in the equations that predicted the cloud coverage, like Actually, I modified a cloud equation from a book I was reading to what? be able to predict the, if there would be clouds at a certain level or not. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. Great job, JT. <laughs> Thanks. What an interesting senior thesis. So let's talk about your college and your schooling then. Where did you choose to go to college for meteorology and what made you choose that school? I went to San Jose State for my bachelor's as it was my local school and they had a meteorology department. However, I was looking at transferring to other schools that had meteorology or geography at least and mm -hmm. an autism program that way I, I could be more independent. But I did not really have a choice in going to San Jose State since the dream school I had graduating high school did not get me into the autism program so that was a big deal breaker. Gotcha but you made it work and it sounds like you got a really good education at San Jose State that's wonderful. So your blog is weathering the autism storm and as you had mentioned uh, being autistic you know you want to explain more about your life and the processes that you go through. I'm assuming not only on a day-to-day, -day, I've seen some of the episodes are a little bit just like on your day-to-day -day, uh, life, but do you also explain any sort of meteorology phenomena? So maybe thunderstorms or if there are other children or adults that are autistic and maybe afraid of storms, you know, what are some of the topics that you think about or that you're planning or have already done? Well, I did the thunderstorm episode not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I'm actually working on one or two episodes on rain and winter precipitation. How long does it take you to complete an episode from start to finish, from the idea you have in your head um, to you uploading it? It takes me a few days to do the scripting and editing and maybe an hour for just shooting the footage. So I saw the thunderstorm episode and I noticed that you put a warning at the beginning of it about flashing lights. Um, in your experience, is that something that can impact someone who's autistic? Absolutely. As flashing lights could be overstimulating for some on the spectrum. As one thing that is common for us autistics is that we could get overstimulated in our senses like a really bad smell or a really loud noise. That would make sense with thunderstorms then that that could be um, either scary or, or overstimulating with thunder and lightning just in general. And these are weather events that happen daily in some spots. And, you know, especially I guess when you're younger, that could probably mean a lot more. 
Yeah. I did notice, I love the graphic and the audio of um, the beginning of your vlogs. Did you create that? Did you have somebody that helped you with it? I definitely had some help in the title. Like, since I'm not good at trying or doing graphic design myself. We all use That's okay, help me too. neither. <laughs> I was going to say, McCall and I, we all, we all get help in, in different areas where we need it. Yeah, I, sure. I was... I was impressed because I wouldn't even know where to start to have something like that. Even, even your warning at the beginning, I thought was so clever and unique. And I watched a lot of your vlogs and they're very interesting, even the ones that are not about weather, because <clears throat> just speaking to autism, there's a lot that I think the everyday person doesn't know. And uh, you do a very good job of explaining you know, what it's like to be you. And um, I just want to say thank you for, for starting this vlog. It's definitely something that I hope to keep on doing. As so my vlog is not, not only meant to help the autistic community, but also the no typical community, especially if they have areas where they struggle like budgeting or grocery shopping even. Yeah, we could all use a little help and definitely a good idea to be able to touch on those topics that are, are widespread for everybody to deal with. Uh, I so, think that that's wonderful. <clears throat> so seeing weather on the Weather Channel when you were young inspired you to pursue meteorology. Was there something that inspired you to do a vlog? Right. I actually want to have been thought about it for a while, but I really got it going during this COVID-19 epidemic since I was like, hey, why not just do something anyway? Good for you. Way to be productive. And you're, you know, very, um, very good at it. I think that it's something, a talent that I don't think that you realized you had until you, you started doing it. Thanks. As I was pretty nervous getting on camera, as a lot of us probably are. Yeah. But you're very natural with it. So good for you for, for starting it during COVID. Way to make a positive out of a kind of stressful and a negative time for a lot of people. Um, but you put your energy towards something that is not only helpful, like you said, to the autistic community, but also to neurotypicals as well. So I think that's wonderful. And hopefully we get to continue to have more people listen to your vlog and watch it. Um, if you're listening to Claudia with the Chance of Podcast, obviously we touch on weather, but JP does as well. But he also talks about a lot of other things. And these vlogs are really, they're, they're interesting and entertaining to watch. How did you learn, I guess, the editing? What are you using to edit? I'm impressed in general, just same. Sometimes it's hard for us to just put videos up in general without having to cut a lot of things. But editing is a... It's hard, so good for you. And, and what are you using, I guess, to edit? I'm using the Windows HD Movie Maker Pro. Okay. Did you just start working on that during COVID or was that something that you had learned a previous skill? I knew how to do some on the old Movie Maker they used to have on older versions of Windows. Mm -hmm. But so I had to adapt to this one. 
<clears throat> I think there was a lot of adapting in 2020. Um, and, and, you know, during the pandemic, you could go either one way, you could become reclusive and not do much. And there have been a lot of people that have done that. But then there's other people that have branched out and started to do new things and reach new goals, which is something that you've done. So do you have any new goals as we head into 2021 of things that you'd like to do? I'm actually got a few things that I'm working on that I hope to carry on into 2021. You, Is that a teaser? Or I was going to say, do you care to share? Yeah, I'm actually working on two projects on my own right now in some field of meteorology in the area of the of decision support services as that is the way the NWS is going right now with their IDSS. Yeah. And my projects is to, the first project I'm working on is to use weather, historical weather data and historical wage data at Disneyland to predict future wait times based on weather. Like where storms would be based on historical data at around Disneyland? No, more like the wait times. Oh, based on oh. Like. right. That's so, and so, okay. That's great. I feel, like that, I feel like that goes hand in hand with the, the airport thing that you did, you know, delay times, wait times, weather impacts. That's phenomenal. I mean, that's thinking way outside the box. And I think that's ex very special and unique. And I'm interested to see that coming in 2021. I'm hoping to present that as well as my other project at the NWA meeting. Good hopefully. for you. Well, we'll have to make sure that we're there, JP, and listening to you. And the other project I am working on, I just only recently started it mm -hmm. as I thought about it for a long time, but a friend really nudged me to get it started, is to see if there's an impact on baseball and analytics with weather. That's very interesting as well. Since I'm a big baseball fan, but ah. I know like there's been a big shift towards analytics being become more favored. Yeah. And one thing I'm trying to think is like, what if, analytics could be given an extra boost with weather. I mean, an outdoor sport like baseball, that definitely is, um, makes sense. I will say you brought up analytics, historical data. Is that something that you are very interested in, in terms of you're able to look and kind of crunch numbers and understand them? Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's one of the things that my autism actually enables me to do is zoom in and look for the patterns. That is so neat, JP. I know that um, yeah. just from other experiences that, that autism gives you strength as well. And to be able to recognize patterns, that is a huge strength, especially in the field of meteorology. Mm -hmm. um, because history, we know it can repeat itself, but historical numbers and getting statistical averages and norms and things of that nature, you know, that's a huge part of, of weather and climate. So that's really interesting. Do you have like a, a, almost a photographic memory? Will you remember the data that you've, you know, combed through? I, I actually use a spreadsheet as I'm, 
I still do forecasting in the weather challenge competition. Oh, I did that in college. Yeah. I still do it as an alumni. Good for you. And I actually did for a few cities through my strategy of using a what I like to call a cheat sheet or whether <laughs> or whether awesome. scouting report of like what's the pattern here like what's That's the pattern amazing. for this city like right what would the rain do and if this gonna be a sea breeze or not yeah, I mean, so if, you're, if you're not yeah. familiar with that college, uh, or it's not college, it's for, you know, forecasters in general, but you are, you're given cities and you just have to forecast for them. And as a meteorologist, clearly you get a leg up when you live somewhere for a while, because then you start to recognize the patterns that go on in your own little microclimate. But this challenge is really hard because you'll just be given, let's say like Reno, Nevada, and you have to do a forecast for three days. But like you said, four JT, days. Four days you have your little cheat sheet and that allows you to kind of like look at those patterns even though you don't live there and and get a, a more accurate forecast. That's fantastic. I well, know. Well, they've changed it up recently. We, we have to vote on the city, so mm. it takes out like, so it really hooded my cheat sheet, but. <laughs> Whatever, you still created one. Which yeah, is exactly. Way more than what we could say. I know in the meteorology community, there's always the grumbling of, you know, data and it's difficult. It is difficult to come through that. So it is very awesome to hear that uh, your ability to come through that data and kind of have an advantage. I mean, I'm a little jealous of that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so let's go back to uh, our little questions that we have here. How has, you know, autism specifically impacted your education and, you know, achieving your goals in meteorology? For anybody that might be nervous to take that, you know, avenue or, or any goal in general, how did you get past, you know, what could be a difficult thing that you were born with, autism? Well, I've had to go through a lot of train special therapy as well as some trial and errors. Yeah. As I know I've said stuff that I definitely regretted as some people on the spectrum would just be would just say stuff and not always get what it means. Okay. What, would you say this is something that you've obviously learned? I would say, when, first of all, when were you first diagnosed with autism or when were you put on the spectrum? Actually, I was first diagnosed with global apoxia or dyspraxia at age three. Okay. Which basically means, which basically was that I had limited motor control, like gripping a pencil or walking properly okay. and not a good hand-eye coordination. Not to mention I had speech trouble affili affiliated with it. So I had years of speech therapy as well. But then I was officially diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome at the end of fifth grade. Okay. 
but Asperger's has since been merged into autism since 2013. Okay. So I just want to point out that, you know, you said you've gone through years of speech therapy. And again, you have chosen a path where you are speaking in this vlog and you do it so well. So, I mean, I, I, do, I do think that's wonderful, JP, that you continue to grow and, um, you know, you chose a path that is challenging, you know, when you're in therapy for something that's mm -hmm. the point is to work on it. Um, but then again, you know, you didn't just do a blog where you're just typing, you did a vlog where you're speaking and presenting and uh, you do a very good job. So I, I hope if you haven't, you're continuing to listen with us here. Um, it's called Weathering the Autism Storm. You have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, correct? And then your Twitter account. Where else can people find this vlog? That's how I have it on right okay. now. I as thought I, I got them all, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, as I have an Instagram, but I usually use it just for like photos I take separate from my vlog usually. Gotcha. What kind of feedback have you received from people watching your vlog? I've noticed you've gained more and more subscribers. I actually hit 100 this morning. Yay! Way to go. I'm, I'm one of the 100, by the way, subscribed. <laughs> we bumped you into that boat. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't number 100, but I was, I have 90 something, I think. But what kind of comments are you getting from people watching your vlog? Like, like these are definitely helpful. Good. Like, good job. And like some other tips that I didn't think about, like drinking tea or something. Or in my latest episode where I talked about holiday season. Mm-hmm especially this year of COVID, someone mentioned watching Lord of the Rings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched, I watched the Lord of the Rings. My, my husband and I watched it about a couple of months ago. One of my um, favorite blogs that you did was um, about how you've changed your life through the pandemic. And I think that, you know, everybody has had to change the way that they've done things and evolved. And you have a pretty good support system, but you had to learn to do more things on your own. Is that correct? Not completely. Well, not completely, but you've had to do a little bit more on your own, right? Yeah, like, well, I was doing grocery shopping on my own usually, but usually I would be getting a lift to and from the store. Mm -hmm. But since the pandemic, it was pretty much just me walking down to my local Target instead of just going to Safeway. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, you mentioned you have a couple more vlogs coming up. Um, I may have forgotten already, but what kind of weather topics are you, you planning to do? I'm hopefully going to get it in next year for rain and winter precipitation. And hopefully in the spring, an episode on tornadoes. Nice. That'll be good. Now, and, oh, go ahead. And another episode I have in the future, which I already actually started scripting, is one on earthquakes. Ooh. Oh. 
good, of course, for the West Coast. Yeah, exactly. Very, very, very interesting. Um, you are a meteorologist, and I do want to touch on um, being a weather observer at the airport. What is that like? Basically, what I do is babysit a computer. <laughs> oh, I did that. It's just like I mainly have to check for clouds and sometimes other stuff like temperature and mm -hmm. wind if some of the sensors go down. Okay. How long have you done that? I'm almost at the end of my fifth year or sixth year, so. Good for you. And then I'm, I'm assuming the data then in terms of cloud cover that's uh, getting gained from the sensors, is that used for aviation reports? What I, what I put in for the clouds gets used with the aviation reports. And nice. the data that I usually send actually goes out to you too and other broadcasters. Right. Well, how did, you, how did you find this job and how did you get this job? I actually found it at my department. Like there was a flyer in the department. When you were in school? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like my junior year, there was a flyer up about the job and I was like, might as well apply. Right. That's awesome. <clears throat> Trying to think if there was uh, something else that I wanted to ask you. Um, I think we kind of hit all the topics. Yeah. I would say, so when you're... Um, being a weather observer going on five years, it's really interesting. You're also super involved uh, with the national uh, NWA. Um, is there anything else in the meteorology world that you are involved in or that you hope to get involved in maybe in the future? I'm actually involved on the, I've been pretty more involved in the AMS. Okay. Like when I was in school, I was on the student chapter Okay. Of the AMS. Even something that's go president my junior year. Nice. But you I also... Go ahead. Man. Oh, I was saying you talked about presenting at the NWA. Um, have you presented at the NWA before? Both AMS and NWA. He's an old pro. Yeah. I've never presented. So again, you're doing more things than I've done. What were the topics that you discussed? Yeah. Do you remember? Pretty much my the cloud accretion I discussed earlier on the show at <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah. Now, did they do anything with your, with your uh, changes you made to the cloud equation? Like, did it go any further than just presenting, I wonder? No one's really reached out to me about it. Okay. Very, I mean, that's like fascinating. <laughs> I know. I'm interested to see the baseball one that you're going to start working on. That's interesting because I think, as Kirsty mentioned, um, there's a lot of outdoor sports. And when it comes, I think golf right away and how impactful, right. you know, even just the threat of lightning nearby and how how that could be a thing. So maybe I'm giving you more ideas, JP, of where you can take it next. <laughs> Yeah, JP, I'll share a story with you, actually. Uh, a couple of years ago, I interviewed um, three gentlemen, and there was a fourth, and they were all golfing together, and they all got struck by lightning and lived, which is 
A, very rare to be struck by lightning, and then B, even rarer to survive it. And they all survived. Um, but they were just playing around a golf. And where they were was a kind of a higher elevation on the course. And there was a storm that was close enough. And it was kind of, I mean, it had just started to storm. And um, they were all struck. They may they think it was probably the same bolt and traveled through one of the men. And then um, a lot of them uh, caught the ground current as well. So yeah, that, the impact that storms and weather have on outdoor activities, Disney World, like you had mentioned, and um, baseball, it's going to be very interesting. And I like that you think impact-based because mm -hmm. that, is, that is really how we should, you know, kind of approach what our forecasts are for and how they can actually help people and hopefully save lives and property. Well, one thing we got in my baseball project is that I'm more looking into, like, how players can adapt to it like 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 their swing and stuff or like like for example I'm looking at one picture data right now oh okay like trying to see if there's a major difference in in how much his pitches break horizontally mm -hmm. and vertically That's with really regards neat. to different weather conditions like if density or humidity has even a part in it. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And I, I don't know why I keep going back to golf. Maybe I like golf more than baseball. Don't judge me, JP. But <laughs> I think of like hitting a golf ball and how does the golf ball travel in different right. kind of, uh, you know, like you said, humidity, wind speed, that kind of thing. Um, I do have a question about earthquakes because um, you do live on the West Coast and we don't have a ton of earthquakes where we are. Do you have a lot of earthquakes where you are and have you done any studying on earthquakes? I have not done any studying, but I've definitely been through a few. I was going to say, have you experienced any? That would be nerve wracking. We had one that was strong enough. I actually felt when I lived in Youngstown, Ohio, but again, we're talking like very weak compared to uh, what you can experience on the West coast. Well, I actually felt too where I am right now, like, and they were only like at the low end of the falls. Yeah. The biggest I actually remember is 5.6. How old was that, that recent or? The 5.6? Yeah. I remember when it happened. <laughs> the night before Halloween of my freshman year of high school. Oh, wow. Was it the, fir was it the first earthquake you've experienced then or? That I really remember, remember feeling like actually felt since there was one a few years before then, then I didn't really feel. Okay. But I think definitely was some shaking a bit, but I didn't feel it. Yeah, that would be a little scary for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, JP, as we wrap this up, um, I just want to ask, obviously we know you've got a lot on your plate because you're a very busy man with all your new projects. Um, but for anybody that might be a little nervous during COVID, again, autism or not, what uh, do you have to say to someone who might be also wondering, should I start this new project? I'm a little nervous. You know, what did you tell yourself to like get out, get, get yourself out there and go for it? 
it was like we don't know how long how long this thing's gonna be. Plus, I wanted to do something different. Good for you. Well, we appreciate you joining us, JP. Real quickly, go over with everybody one more time. How can they find you on social media? And then how can they watch Weathering the Autism Storm, your vlog? You can find my Twitter at W-X-T-H-E-A-U-T-I-S-M. Okay. S-T-R-M. And then Hang on, let me just make sure that's correct. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I can't always remember if there's an O or not in the Twitter one. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I think I have a, a couple of user handles and I don't remember which is which. I know. You always have to like shorten things down for different social media handles. So it's always yeah, no O in it. So that's okay. correct. So that's correct. And then your vlog is wrestling the autism storm like the entire words itself okay and then you're on facebook as well and that's also weathering the autism storm correct yep wonderful well we're gonna have to check back in with you jp as you've got these projects that have really caught our attention or maybe we'll see you at the nwa conference when you're able to present or um, the ams or ams yes yeah. uh but it's been really great really great talking to you um, and I want to thank you as well for reaching out to us on Twitter because it is fun yeah. in the weather community to meet new people and stick together. Uh, and we, we appreciate you coming on and waking up early. I don't know if you're an early riser or not, but remember, it's, <laughs> we're recording this at noon, but he's on the West Coast. So we had to pick a time a little later. So I didn't push him too far <laughs> to wake up too early. So thank you, JP. Yes, we appreciate it. And, you know, we'll be chatting back and forth on Twitter. So if you follow Kirsty and I, you'll see us chatting with JP. And be sure to give him a follow and follow his vlog because it really is interesting. And if you've ever watched something on YouTube and you think, oh, this video is so long or, you know, whatever you think about it. I, JP, I love that you script everything out. I love that you have a clear, concise topic that you're talking about. And they are very engaging. So keep up the good work. Thanks. You're welcome. And if you're a new subscriber to Cloudy with a Chance of Podcast, you can download, subscribe, listen, rate on your podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher. We even have uh, the audio on whio.com. If you want to watch this video version, the vlog version of it, head over to your WHIO app on your Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV devices. Once again, thank you, JP, for joining us and for all of our listeners and watchers. We'll see you next time.